0: Simple Life Together, episode 58, The Maintenance Side of Simplicity.
1: Welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Sunshine Girl. And I'm Dan Hayes. (laughs) And I'm Vanessa Hayes.
0: Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last episode of the show, we had our first Profile in Simplicity, where we interviewed a longtime listener and simplicity seeker, Tanya Ginoza of MauiShopGirl.com. Profiles in Simplicity is a new segment where we feature people just like you, Simple Life Together listeners, who have decided to simplify their life and are willing to share their story with all of us. If you'd like to share your simple living story with the Simple Life Together community, we'll tell you how later in the show.
1: Or if writing is more your style and you'd rather author a guest post, There's a guest post tab at the top of the website that explains how you can submit a post for consideration.
0: Okay, but on today's show, we're going to talk about the maintenance side of simplicity.
1: Now, we said all along that simplifying your life isn't a one-time deal. It's totally a lifestyle. And as with any lifestyle or major focus area in your life, you have to nurture it and care for it. Otherwise, you know, eventually your efforts are going to be in vain. So why is maintenance so important? Well, just like a car or your home, or even a component in your home, like an air conditioning unit, if you do regular maintenance and tune-ups on them, you're a lot less likely to find yourself in a situation where you're facing a catastrophic failure, and usually a colossal re- uh, build to repair it, too. Yes. So That's the same thing goes. <laughs> well, yeah, no kidding. Uh, the same thing goes for simplifying your life. Paying attention to and doing some regular simplicity checkups along the way will ensure that your efforts to simplify your life will last a lifetime.
0: Right, but first, I have to share our story on how we were inspired to talk about this topic today. Isn't it
1: crazy how we get, you know, it's just one little thing Yeah, inspired. Well,
0: actually, I think today's topic... I was the one who got inspired to talk about this whole thing while I was pulling dandelions out of our front yard. (laughs) Yes, dandelions were my inspiration. So just hang on there. Let me explain. Just the other day, I was out in our front yard at 7.30 in the morning in 41-degree weather. And by the way, that's really chilly here in Tejas. Um, And I was pulling weeds. I don't know how many folks in cars drove by and thought, what in the world is she doing and I know our neighbor across the street, he actually walked outside and said, hey, it's too early to be doing that. Now, I don't know if you meant it's too early in the morning or it's too early in the season because after all, it still is winter and no one is doing yard work. But I kept digging and pulling away at those little weeds and was done in only 15 minutes.
1: Well, you know, it's uh, if you're in a neighborhood and every neighborhood has like one crazy yard lady or a crazy yard <laughs> guy, and, and if you look around and you don't see them, then you're probably it. So... <laughs> You are probably crazy yard gal. Yeah, me and your
0: ex-wife. Okay, so (laughs) now a little background on why I was pulling the weeds and why it was so cool that it only took 15 minutes. Because I'm really excited that it only took me 15 minutes to take care of these things. Because you see, last year, our front yard, or I guess it was really a couple years ago, was really, it was completely overrun with dandelions. And that was because of, we had renters when we lived in Tampa for a little while, and um, they were great on taking care of the inside of our home, but they were terrible about the outside yard work. Yeah, and plus
1: we had some really bad droughts, Bad too. droughts.
0: And so, you know, the grass died, but then the weeds, they can survive anything. They're kind of like cockroaches. They can survive everything, <laughs> you know? So, so yeah, it, it just became overrun with all these dandelions. You know, those those green plants with those fuzzy, pretty white balls on the top that break apart and they float away even in the slightest and faintest of breezes. Yeah, those little white fuzzy balls that no child can resist blowing on. Of course not. <laughs> oh, And they're so cute and innocent for them, for those kids, but complete horror for me because those pretty little fuzzy things floating in the air have a way of just so sweetly nestling themselves in my yard and multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. And so, so like I said, it was just a complete nightmare. And the only thing that you can do to get rid of these things, these weeds, is either completely rip up your yard or pluck them out one by one until your hands are numb and calloused from digging and digging yeah, and digging. Because
1: you have to keep you have to pull them out by the root. By
0: the root. And you have to yeah. get in there so yeah. so I decided Otherwise, to do Otherwise your
1: whole yard is going to be a sea of yellow dandelions. Yes, yellow know.
0: and then white. And then the thing is is that the HOA doesn't like that. The homeowners associations don't like that because then the, the weeds grow faster than the grass and they grow taller so it looks all awkward like you haven't mowed and stuff and it's just it's just a bad situation so so I decided to dig actually it was Dan's ex-wife who decided to dig because she was showing me exactly what had to be done <laughs> and well one thing just you know one weed led to another and like 12 plus hours nope. later over a couple of days um, I got most of them up
1: yeah you guys spent some serious time yeah
0: she spent about four hours with me one day and then I took care of the rest I spent a I think another day or two, just taking care of the rest. It was crazy, but you know, I finally got to a point where I'm like, okay, my back can't take anymore, but I've got most of them <laughs> taken care of. And the ones that remained got choked up by the St. Augustine grass. That's the kind of grass we have here in South Texas, uh, Central South Texas. And um, and because we got some reasonable rain and stuff, they, you know, the grass, the grass was choked healthy. It out, yeah, yeah, it was healthy, and it choked it out. Um, so it was totally worth the effort. But um, well, now it's winter. And these weeds are considered winter weeds, I guess, for us here. I'm not sure about the rest of uh, the states or whatever. But um, the grass has kind of gone dormant and turned yellow. And now the green dandelions with their little, you know, the yellow flowers and then the white flowers too, I guess, the seeds, um, are starting to pop up here and there. But not for long. Because now the weeds for me are at a manageable level where I only need to put forth just a little bit of effort every now and again to maintain control of them. So as I finished plucking those weeds that morning, I thought, how cool it is to be able to take care of these little buggers in just a few minutes instead of hours and days like it took me initially and right there with that thought is how i got inspired to talk about the maintenance side of simplicity
1: well, you know, and we've talked about things um, as far as the maintenance of simplicity before in a few podcasts that, uh, that I'll mention, but we're kind of going to really hit how important it is as the main topic on this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So now that we see how excited you are about yard maintenance, <laughs> <all> right? right? <laughs> I'm a dork. <laughs> Crazy okay. yard lady. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about how maintenance pertains to living a simple life. And as we all know, uh, maintenance is essentially actions or routines or systems that we put into place. In order to keep things functioning smoothly in life, maintenance is like getting a tune up. You might even consider maintenance like uh, getting an extended warranty, only instead of paying a fee up front to cover when the systems fall apart, you're paying in terms of your time and your effort to hopefully keep the systems running smoothly that you worked on. And in reality, uh, if you're consistent with your maintenance efforts, it really won't cost you that much time or even that much effort.
0: Absolutely. And um, and we talk about maintenance all the time in my line of work, of course. It's it's actually the final step in the organizing process. Well, it's not really the final step because, you know, organizing is, is cyclical. It's a process, right? It's right. A, you know, you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And uh, after editing and organizing a space, you know, those are some of the steps in organizing. Then you want to set up. A maintenance plan to help keep that space organized. And so some of the things that I use to help maintain a space are setting up routines, defining roles and responsibilities, setting up reminders to perform maintenance tasks, and even setting up dates for either the client or me to visit and evaluate how a system is working or not working. So now, for some of my clients, uh, their idea of maintenance means just me coming in and jizzing up the space again, <laughs> reorganizing. But at least they're trying to be proactive and not wait until it's a point where it's just so unmanageable and it's just a big effort and you know, a big cost. So that's what maintenance is. Right.
1: So some things you can kind of outsource, like for as an organizer, people outsource to you to Absolutely. come in and do maintenance. And like even for the house here. We have, uh, Matt, the uh, tree guy comes in and he does our trees and all that stuff. So some of the, that maintenance is, uh, you know, you can outsource, which is cool. So, you
0: know, so the initial effort was, you know, was uh, an investment, but just to maintain it, it's just, it's not as big of an effort or big of a bill and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, if you just do these little maintenance things and it's kind of along the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So
1: So. maintenance can also be tools or habits. Uh, for example, Uh, Setting up a desktop action file to manage your daily mail is a tool to help maintain and kind of control that influx of papers that you get. And that's what we do here in our house and what you do all the time with your clients, right, babe?
0: Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, and now checking the action file on a daily basis and clearing it out on a weekly basis is a habit and a routine. And I know you have some videos and other blog posts do. that you've done on that. So we'll be sure to link to those in the show notes.
0: So that's what you mean by like, so maintenance being tools and habits. So the action file itself is, is a tool and the habit is using it correctly, you know, using it on the daily, weekly, monthly basis or whatnot. So to maintain control over, like you said, that influx of papers. Now, maintenance is also practicing things like the the one-in and one-out rule for like your clothes, your toys, or any other item you bring into your life. This is just another tool or habit to help you maintain the balance of that stuff in your home.
1: Right. This is something that a lot of the folks who are doing the edit and forget it challenge or did it throughout last year they're well into this maintenance phase. Mm-hmm. And, and on the page they're giving, the Facebook page, they're giving lots of fantastic advice to people who are just joining the challenge. Yeah. And so, you know, telling them how to expect to do maintenance along the way.
0: That's really cool.
1: And so that kind of gives us an understanding of how maintenance is a process and can be used as a tool or as a habit or a routine. And when it comes to living a life of simplicity, there are literally a ton of areas where you can use maintenance as a tool. And that reminds me, there's a great book and an audio book that you should check out that fits right in here. It's called Work the System by Sam Carpenter, and you can find it at workthesystem.com. And Sam's systems mindset fits absolutely right in with what we've been saying here all along and every time we talk about systematizing things when you're simplifying your life. So why don't we look at some of those those areas now?
0: I know you've been telling me to read that book and you said it is so me. So but, I really do need to dive into that.
1: You know, and I'll get to, I'm gonna come back to that in just a, okay. a little bit and I'm gonna tell you why the book and the, well, especially the audio book. I mean, they're, they're the same, uh-huh. but- I, you know, I'm an audio guy, so yeah. I listen to it on walks and things like that. But I'm going to get back to that in just a minute. And by the way, it's it's free. If I didn't mention that, oh, it's a no. free book on his site. Yeah, that's so. cool. Yeah.
0: Well, good. Okay, so like we are saying, there's some areas in your life. Now, we've been hitting on routines, and I hit on routines all the time, and and by golly, it's just because it works, okay? <laughs> I just said by golly. <laughs> but it really does work. Um, your routines are so important when it comes to maintenance, and they're just really a key part in maintaining your simple lifestyle. They just kind of go hand in hand. So so things like you know your morning routine, that routine is important because you, it helps you maintain a smooth start to every day. Everybody can probably relate to a day where you have like, I call them manic Mondays. Yeah, or just a rough start. Just a rough start. It's usually because I just, I fell out of my routine somehow or just something, you know, and life happens too, life events happens, I get that, but but the whole purpose of a routine is to keep things running smoothly so you can handle other things that come up along the way, right? Right. Um, Or let's take, for example, school routines. Uh, They ensure your family stays in a rhythm and consistent with completing things like uh, their homework and assignments and projects. And Without little stress Not trying to do that stuff At the last minute Or you right. know Or just figuring out That you have to take Something special to school but if R- you get Right to
1: experience- Especially the morning the, Like the morning of Or the yeah. night before It's like oh My science project is due <laughs> like, I what? remember pulling that As a kid <laughs> My brother My brother Kevin Bailed <laughs> me out Terrible He made my rocket for me <laughs>
0: Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks, Ken. You're a nice brother. <laughs> Jeez, He's awesome. Um, so, other areas that you can look at routines is you know kind of maintaining um, things is like your workout and fitness routines. Obviously, maintaining a routine will help keep your fitness and health in check, right? I yep. mean, that's just kind of like a no brainer. And even on the job, office routines are important, and whatever the tasks or responsibilities you have uh, to work or to do, uh, just setting up routines to make sure you stay on task can help counter procrastination and stress, as well as help you maintain productivity. Yeah, so- and,
1: and this is kind of where I wanted to jump back in. You know, being uh, a retired military guy and both of us having a military background, we used SOPs all the time. And depending on what your job was, that was either standard operating procedures or standing operating procedures and tactical units, we use standing operating procedures because the leader could change that based on the tactical situation. So there's a way you do things and that's the standing order, how it's done. But for more technical tasks where it's very black and white and has to be done, that's a standard operating procedure and it's standardized. So SOPs, whether it's standing or standard operating procedures were critical to everything that we did. And then we also had job books where if there was a complex system of tasks, uh, you know, knowledge tasks, performance tasks, whatever, you would grab that job book, and that job book would tell you everything that you had to do mm-hmm. for that certain task. Mm-hmm. And that's the same stuff that Sam Carpenter talks about in the work. The that's system. So cool!
0: It's the same stuff I'm working right now. I'm doing a little bit of consulting right now um, with a colleague of mine, and just to try to standardize. Some systems, um, you know, she's grown and it's just kind of a little bit chaotic. But the thing is, is that it helps lessen the stress. It helps let everybody know that you're on the same sheet of music. And it really does simplify things. Right? It really does. It's like, okay, I don't have to guess what's what's coming next or what I have to do next. If you kind of have those routines in place, you know what to expect, when to expect it. And then you can focus on other things. You know, when you have that margin built into your life and we've talked about margin before, but and we don't have time to talk about that today. But anyway, Anyway, it's so funny how this all
1: It all fits in. It all
0: comes right back to you. But we just want you to start thinking about, about
1: maintenance. Now, I wanted to also continue too that our routines require maintenance too. So when I think of Uh, natural times to evaluate your routines are when there's like a major life event or change to your normal rhythm, right? like the start of a new school year, you're starting a new job, or in my case, when I start working with a new consulting client, Mm -hmm. or you move, or you want to start a new lifestyle routine, like your diet or your fitness. And you may need to do a little maintenance on your routines when – they don't seem to be working. Something seems to be going wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Like maybe you tried a, a fitness routine, but it's just not jiving with you, or a new meal plan, and it's just not jiving. You know, it's if it's not working, then reevaluate that. You know, let's just do a little tune-up on that. Right. Or like for instance, for Dan and I, we had a routine. We were all excited about starting this new routine. Where yeah, we even
1: talked about it here on the show. We
0: did. We talked about um, you know when the new school year um, started. We talked about this new school routine. And how I was going to take care of uh, the kids in the morning and especially the little one getting her ready and everything so Dan could concentrate on his morning time and get some work done and it was working out okay but then I realized as we went through the routine and several months later that I was getting really stressed out because I, I was finding that I couldn't find time for my fitness routine and I get very
1: very cranky when I can't work out. That's a nice, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> no I'm serious Yeah, you, you do get as you say cranky Oh, you just snorted! I
0: did. I I don't know what I just okay. chuckled or something. Yeah. <laughs> but right. but it's true. I am not very pleasant. I'm very moody because uh, it's so important to me. Yeah. And uh, and I just I just in a plea of desperation, you know, I just said, Dan, I can't right. do
1: this anymore. Can you? Can we switch this routine? So we did. We 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 switched it up. Yeah. You know, I get up now at four thirty. And I have some of my own time. It's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. The next step is I just eliminate sleep. They're <laughs> going to a polyphasic <laughs> sleep system. Right? So, uh, but no, anyway, I, I'm getting up at 4.30. I have some of my alone time. You, in theory, get up at 5.30. <laughs> You're and, right. And go okay. to the, it's more about <laughs> right. 6 o'clock. Go to the gym. So I took over all of those duties. And then when I'm done, taking care of the kids in the morning I come back and then I focus on my yeah. my writing and, and it's working tests. out
0: it's working out very well so we yes. kind of just divide the duties and I do the nightly duties so it's all good that's okay right. okay babe what's all next right,
1: I'm moving on to digital clutter all right <laughs> that's this is another baby. another area that you may want to maintain all right <laughs> so if you don't do regular maintenance on your digital life it can catch up to you really, really quickly. And we've talked about the importance of setting up systems to main control of things such as your photos. We talked about that in SLT episode 40. Um, and in your mailbox, back in way back in episode 12, it was called Sun Tzu and the Art of Inbox Warfare. <laughs> yeah. I talked about how to set up filters and things like that in your Gmail and in mobile apps and so forth too. And back in episode 26, we covered spring cleaning, your home life, and your tech. Well, all of these things are actually referring to maintenance of this side of your digital life. It's a good idea to maintain control of your digital life by either setting up routines to sort and edit things that are digital in your life and resist the temptation to save or upload unnecessary apps, documents, photos, etc. And take the time to go back and just figure out what you don't use and clear it out. That's that's all part of your digital maintenance.
0: Right, and the same thing goes with paper clutter. Uh, the maintenance of your paper files can be in the form of making a routine of checking and sorting your mail and papers on a daily basis. I have to hit this all the time with like my clients, and you know they're wondering why their their paper is is you know out of control in their mail is because they're not setting up a routine of just checking it on a right. daily basis. I mean,
1: and it's something that keeps flowing in.
0: Yeah, you can't you know? stop it. It comes in. You got to right. do something it reminds, with
1: it. Yeah, it reminds me of that old um, "I Love Lucy." Uh, video where she's at work and on the conveyor belt, and she's trying to, you know, what I'm talking about. Nobody else probably knows what I'm talking about. What were they doing? She was trying to candies coming off of the thing or something, and <laughs> she then she started eating. Mail? Yeah, she started eating them. But there's this flow that is still coming in, and it's mail is always going to come in. Yeah. So <laughs> unless you don't check your mailbox and it gets held hostage by the postal service, which happens occasionally,
0: it does. <laughs> um, but you know, using a desktop action file like we talked about right in the beginning of this uh, the show here. Um, That is a tool that can help you sort and get your to-dos done. So that's a tool that you can set up when it comes to managing your paper clutter. Editing and organizing your permanent files on an annual basis is another form of maintenance. And I know Dan and I do this Right when we do our taxes, it just makes sense. And it's just kind of the natural routine of things. we got to look at all of our paper stuff and our digital stuff. And, and so at that time is when um, I go through personally and I make sure that I edit all of our paper files and whatnot. So right. just, I, I ain't
1: perfect. got a idea, though. That's still a. A uh, pain in the fourth point of contact. Oh, that taxes! Whole, yeah, that whole situation. We
0: have a we have a good we have a system. good system. I think we're better than most because right. I know that our tax advisor she's happy as can be when we come in there. Oh, I know, go. but it's all that beforehand before we get there.
1: Yeah. But it's like having a good system for chopping off your finger. You know, I mean it still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you still you still dread it. I'm just saying. Oh. Right, okay well,
0: I'm trying to get serious you're cracking me up today um, okay paper clutter um, editing kids homework art and keepsakes on a daily basis is a good thing I know I go through Sunshine's paperwork right when she comes home because I'm like uh uh-uh, uh this is not yeah. staying here uh, so I just uh, I, you know I get the homework done but I just look at all her art, and I make her pick the one that she likes the best, and then the rest goes in the recycle bin. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it helps to have her convinced that the recycle bin actually goes to kids who don't have art.
0: Oh, we so. don't do that. No, I know.
1: I'm just kidding. But.
0: <laughs> okay, so another thing you could do is kind of a mindset thing, is to just simply resist the temptation to print out papers that can remain as a digital file, or collecting papers and flyers and other, like, swag. Is that he's like swag?
1: I just call it swag. I don't swag. put the schwa in front.
0: Swag <laughs> or swag at stores and conferences. Um, <laughs> oh, it's gonna be another one of those where we're laughing yeah. <laughs> too much, huh?
1: Yeah, everybody's gonna say yeah, too, entirely too much too jocularity.
0: Much. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, is that th- that mindset will help you maintain the influx of stuff uh, you have to deal with later. So, so just kind of. Reduce the inflow, and, but tackle what you have coming in, for sure.
1: Right. And, of course, maintenance of your physical space is key to simplicity. As I mentioned earlier, spring cleaning, if you actually do it. you know But think of spring cleaning as a mindset, like a home detox. And cleaning up or cleaning out your physical spaces and things not only extend the lifespan of products— but we'll help maintain a peaceful environment too. And it really will make things a lot simpler.
0: Absolutely, and it's like our edit and forget it challenge, uh, which has been an all year spring cleaning project, <laughs> no really. Um, and it just—it's like just continues and continues, yep. you know. And we did a major edit of our garage last year, but we'll keep revisiting it. I mean, it just makes sense to because things are going to come in, lifestyle changes, you know, and
1: and it's just, like we said, it's just like the mail, things come in.
0: Yeah, they do, and, um, and as much as you try not to let stuff come in. Um, Because now we're a little bit more mindful and I know we don't let so much in, but like for us, our lifestyle has really changed now with the whole camper and the things that go along with the camper, but we're letting a bunch of other stuff go in place of that. So you have to revisit these things. And so that's why it's a good idea.
1: And the last thing to consider when thinking about the maintenance side of simplicity is to, well, do a life plan or lifestyle review. And as a matter of fact, we're doing our annual life plan review this weekend to make sure we're still on track with all of our simplicity goals. Heck, we know our lives have changed quite a bit. Even our ideas of simplicity have changed throughout the year. But it's that annual review that keeps us on that general path, and it can for you too. Absolutely. So the bottom line is that maybe the way to think about maintenance is not as a chore, but more as an investment in your life of simplicity. Consider it your extended warranty to guarantee a simpler life. So setting up routines and systems to edit and control the things in your life will go a long way to ensure your efforts to simplify your life will last a lifetime.
0: Right, so have you considered the maintenance side of your simple life? What systems, routines, and tools do you use to keep your life simple? And if you haven't thought about maintenance before, what areas of your life do you think could benefit from establishing a maintenance system? We'd love to know. So be sure to leave a comment and share at simplelifetogether.com slash
1: 058. All right, now moving on to the thing segment, I have a thing this week, and it's this. I am not buying socks for the rest of my life. I know it sounds like a stupid thing, but sometimes it's the little things that make your life simpler, right? <laughs> and I found these amazing merino wool socks made here in the United States that are guaranteed for life. And they're actually cheaper than the smart wool socks that I used to buy, which I loved when they were new. But to me, they kind of wore thin a little bit quickly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, these new ones are awesome. And I swear, they're bulletproof. They feel great. They fit right into that shift that we're doing towards mostly travel style outfits for our Mm -hmm. project 333 capsule outfits and again they have absolutely no questions asked guaranteed that's amazing i love them and i'll be sure to put a link in the show notes if you're interested in never buying socks again all right (laughs) buy these you'll never have to buy others again
0: which is so funny because dan was telling me about this and i was like okay so i need this pair this pair this pair he's like whoa 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 whoa. how many pair do you need i'm like oh yeah you're right."
1: Well, you know, like, well, I need three for working out. And I was like, they're merino wool. They're no stink. You can wash them out in the sink. I didn't mean to rhyme there. But so what do you think? No, but so, you know, why do you need three pair? You know, why not have just two pair? I mean, two pairs enough
0: well and you're right and that's why it was just shifting that mindset it's like oh duh yeah and that's why we're good check and balance on each other okay
1: all right now i got you i got you so moving on to cues and comments (laughs) and this is where we get to answer or talk about what you write to us
0: okay so first up is pam and she wrote i'm quite sure i'm not in your normal demographics i'm a retired school teacher however i wanted to let you know how much i've benefited by your knowledge and expertise and my core belief of people before things needs to be reflected more in my actions, and your podcasts have given me much help along those lines. You and Dan are so genuine that I get great enjoyment listening to you. So, Vanessa, be encouraged at how your contributions and work are helping others far and wide.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. and. I'm not surprised that she is a retired school teacher. I think it's amazing. we have. We've been surprised at our demographics. So yeah. thank you so much for writing in, Pam.
1: Okay. Now, the next one is a little bit longer, but I really, every, you know, sometimes with our comments, we have to go through and edit some things out. But there were so many points that were hit on this one that I wanted to make sure that I read the whole thing. So bear with me. Uh, so Kate wrote... I'm not exaggerating to say that your podcast has changed my life. Every day I feel more and more free when I get rid of stuff, and I've stopped spending money on things I don't want, which has allowed me to save more and work less. Now I have enough free time to write this letter. I see a world of possibility for my future, and now there's no turning back. I think people often participate in overconsumption because everyone else is doing it, but when one person says, hey, let's get off this stupid dance floor, some people want to, but just don't think they are allowed to or they will be criticized. I've always felt like somewhat of an oddball because I don't own a car, I ride a bike, or carry a cell phone, I make calls on my desktop computer. I also don't have cable TV. Most people don't realize you can still get TV stations with an antenna without cable, but I still feel it is a waste of my precious time left on Earth. After listening to your podcast, I realize that I'm not an oddball at all. In fact, I may be the future of the country. And at 54, I could use the bicycle exercise. (laughs) Why pay money to ride an exercise bike at the gym when I could actually ride a real one and get somewhere? Recently, we had a major rainstorm, and I was happy to ride to the grocery store wearing my $5 Goodwill raincoat and $7 rain pants. And I didn't get wet. It was fun like it used to be when I was 10 years old. I also wanted to say how much I appreciate that you don't bring political issues in your podcast or assume your listeners are from any religion, ethnicity, gender, political group, or age. Being a Berkeley vegetarian, I must admit, I never thought I would have much in common with a Texas military family (laughs) who goes fishing. I say this with a smile. But now I see that the commitment to living a simple life can have positive effects in people's lives for multiple reasons. Some people might cut back on buying things for environmental reasons, for religious reasons, or for financial reasons. We can still all support each other while we ride the train together, even though we are going to different cities. Thanks so much, Kate.
0: That was Awesome. That's an awesome letter. If I were to have a thing this week, I didn't really have a thing, but now, after you read this, Dan, I remember you and I discussing this this email and her comments about us not bringing in political and religious stuff, and what you said was, talking about our differences is clutter. Right. We should be talking about things that we have in common, things that we struggle with, things that we all struggle with, and not focus on our differences. And to me, I was like, that was, to me, pretty profound. So that was my thing. I even shared that with one of my clients, talking about that kind of stuff, and so... So her um, her message, Kate's message, was really, really a, a great one to, to read.
1: It sure was. And, you know, everybody's entitled to have their own belief systems and, and all that. We have ours, and it's very strong to us, mm-hmm. but we just don't push it, you know, a lot. And, and that's just not how the, what the show is set up to do. By not talking about it doesn't detract from what we believe, but... By bringing it up, we don't want to kind of override anybody else's belief system either. It's about simplifying, and it applies to everybody, just like Kate said. So, And
0: I have to tell you, we have grown some incredibly strong relationships and connections yeah. because of that. Yep. So it's sure awesome. Have. Thank you so much. All right,
1: moving on. We had some more great comments, right?
0: Right. Um, we got a ton of great comments on our first guest blog post by Laura Blair of com. Her post was terrific and I don't know about you, Dan, but I just love the way she writes. Yeah, me so, too. So I left a comment, and here was her reply. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Vanessa. I'm a big fan of all that you two do. Your podcasts are such a treat on my runs. And as a runner, I know you know the value of something that can take your mind off aching muscles. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> so looking forward to the exciting things coming up on your blog and podcast. By the way, don't stop saying any It's sweet and part of your charm. Well, I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> and this week... Cheryl and Dave Balthrop from Simple Life Reboot.com will be guest posting, so be sure to look for that on Wednesday. Woohoo! And let's move on to a couple iTunes reviews. Again, from Laura Blair at The Extraordinary Simple wrote, I think I might be gaining a reputation as the giggling runner because this podcast always makes me laugh and smile during my weekend runs. Well, this one should win lots of points, this show. Huh? <laughs> So I really look forward to hearing Dan and Vanessa each week with their Just My Size approach to simplifying life. They are the perfect example of how to rationally go about minimizing and show the rest of us how to go about it with practical tips, wise insight, and humor, my favorite part. Their mutual respect and love for each other shines through in their banter. I think it's a great example for married folk to show how to lift each other up and grow in the process of uncovering what's important. I've always come away from their podcast feeling like I, too, can create the life I've dreamed of, one that is based on faith, relationships, satisfying work, and family adventure. I was so inspired by their journey that my own photography blog morphed into one about my family's journey towards simplicity. The extraordinary simple com was born, and I have the hazes to thank. Oh, that's awesome. And the next one up is from Nerds Next Door, from also from here in the United States.
0: And they say uh, enjoyable, relatable, and realistic. This is an enjoyable podcast offering relatable, realistic, and practical advice to simplify your life. Dan and Vanessa have a wonderful style and chemistry that keeps the show flowing. Their advice truly takes the realities of our modern lives into consideration, including work, family, finances, home, and more. I appreciate that they share their journey with the listeners. Well, we appreciate we sure your comments, do. too. We sure
1: I tell you what, we have double doors here in the World Shed Quarters, but we're going to have to probably cut them out bigger just to get our heads to fit back through oh. there so we can get back <laughs> into the
0: house. This no, is, it's, it's we, amazing. It really, is, um, it really just inspires us to do more and provide more.
1: All right, so moving on to our announcements. I know that I've mentioned in the past couple of episodes that I'm working with our friend Joel Zavzlowski of Value of Simple on a Simplicity Summit of sorts called Simple Rev, which is short for Simple Revolution. Now, Joel is the brainchild for this event, and I am so happy to be helping him out on it. We're looking to have about 200 attendees, and we're working on the workshop agenda right now. We know Joshua Becker of Becoming Minimalist will be there, and we're lining up other speakers soon. And I think... Joel will be releasing the early bird ticket pricing late next week, so you can start making plans to come. Again, it's on October 3rd and 4th, 2014, at the University of St. Thomas downtown campus in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and we can't wait to see you there.
0: Well, that's awesome. But uh, if you have a minute or two to take a quick survey, we'd love to get your input at simplelifetogether.com slash simplerevsurvey. And to learn more, just go to simplerev.com or simplelifetogether.com slash Now remember, if you have questions or comments, you can always reach us at Dan at SimpleLifeTogether.com and at Daniel Hayes on Twitter, or Vanessa at SimpleLifeTogether.com and at Get Simplified on Twitter, and there are links to our Google Plus profiles on the website.
1: Okay, so that's it for episode 58 of Simple Life Together. Don't forget the importance of maintenance when it comes to your simple life. And our thing this week, well at least mine was, was never buying socks again. (laughs) And if you'd like your story to be considered for a Profile in Simplicity episode or you'd like to ask a question or leave a comment in the cues and comments segment, just send us an email. And if you'd like to submit a guest post, I put up the guidelines in a tab at the top of the site, or you can go to simplelifetogether.com slash guest post, all one word.
0: And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for the Edit and Forget It Challenge. Just go to simplelifetogether.com slash edit, and we'll interact with you on the Facebook page. And as usual, you can find all the links and info from today's show at simplelifetogether.com slash 058.
1: So let us know what you think of the show and how you're simplifying your life, too. Either way, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. So, Sunshine, you really wanted to be part of the show today, so why don't you lead us out? So until next time, we hope you enjoy your simple life together.